broadcasting live from the R&R Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Well, he looked good on special teams. You know, he, he, his speed shows up, his instincts show up on special teams. Defensively, he made a couple plays. We're not in our base defense a whole lot, so you don't see a whole lot of him. But I did like when Richard Smith put him in at a different linebacker spot in our nickel. He got a chance to play a couple positions, and he showed some versatility. He still has a ways to go, but he is improving. That's Raiders coach John Gruden talking about Second-year linebacker uh, Tanner Muse from Clemson University missed his entire rookie year last year. I know a lot of people uh, were, were writing Tanner Muse off as a bust. I'm like, bust? How could you call a guy that didn't even play last year a bust? He had a, 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 a messed-up toe that required surgery. He came on the air and um, uh, or on the air, I, I interviewed him. It was it was pretty graphic how he explained what they had to do to get his toe right. Uh, I don't wish that on anybody, uh, but he looks good now. He missed last season due to an injury that happens. Um, let's give the kid a shot or a chance at least uh, to show that he can be a, an NFL player. Um, and interesting, as John Gruden was talking about, and I, we've we've Lincoln, we've been talking about this, um, you know, ever since the depth chart came out and ever since training camp started. And Tanner Muse is the starting uh, strong side linebacker in base defense. And, and I think a lot of people took that to mean, oh, Nick Wachowski is on the outs or, you know, uh, it, it means bad news for, you know, other other players. But as John Gruden talked about, Lincoln, you're in base defense a very minimal amount of time nowadays, probably 28, 30 percent of the time. Um, and, and in Tanner Muse's case, he's there on the field in base defense because the two defensive ends, Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby, Crosby, while they're Good pass rushers. In in Unique's case, he's an elite pass rusher. Max Crosby uh, has shown you know great skills in, in pass rush. I think he needs to get kind of be- get back on track, like you said, more uh, along the lines of what he did as a rookie uh, uh, rush end. But what they don't do very well historically is run defense. So you're a little bit exposed with those two defensive ends in in rush defense. So what the Raiders are thinking is when they are in that base defense, you bring in a guy like Tanner Muse who is 6 foot 2, 230 pounds. Uh, he's every bit that size, that weight uh, and and can assist in run defense because if you watch where he's lining up Lincoln, he's either shading um, you know, Max Crosby to the right or shading uh Unique Ngakwe to his left. Uh, going where the power is going, where the tight end is usually lined up. So it's a way to kind of help two guys that aren't the best at, at stopping the run stop the run. And and it also gives you the ability to cover a tight end with an athletic linebacker. Yes. A lot of times you lose that. And, look, you got to remember, that especially the division that we're playing in and a lot of tight ends that are around the league, you got some very athletic guys. So by having good size and the athleticism, it, it's good for the it's good for the defense. More importantly, you know, there comes a time where you have to learn what you have in the cupboard, 
And Tanner Muse, when they drafted him out of Clemson, had high expectations. And missing his entire rookie year, you didn't get to see. But now he had an offseason. Now he had OTAs. Now he has a preseason. You get to see if he's, he's the case. And that just like they had high expectations off of Nicholas Morrow, look how far he's come. Kukowski's still in the lineup. Corey Littleton's still there. But they, they want to see some of these young linebackers because we know uh, from last year's experience, you know, depth, especially at this position core, was an issue. They were they were mismatching. They were put, putting people in there, uh, and and then there wasn't a whole lot of consistency. So you want to see the advancement or the you know the the pr- progress of of a Corey Littleton. You want to take that next step that you saw the progression or the you know what he could do when he was with the Rams. You didn't see it last year, and Kukowski did a solid job last year. They just want to see more of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And as uh, as as. Uh uh, the, the Raiders defensive coordinator, uh, Gus Bradley, has said many times, if you show you can play, if you can show uh, you can you can offer something out on the field, whatever that might be and whatever kind of scheme or personnel grouping that might be, we're going to figure out ways to get you onto the field. So if there's something that you do well, show it to us in practice and you'll get on the field uh, as a result. And here's Tanner Muse talking about what role he expects to play this year. I think uh, my role is going to be the, the auto linebacker and then being able to go um, with the inside linebackers, being able to rotate whenever I'm needed, and then just got to be the guy on special teams. That's Tanner Muse uh, with his uh, southern twang uh, talking about what his role is going to be. And Lincoln, um, you know, when I, when I interviewed Tanner during, uh, over the offseason, the one thing that he, that he brought up to me, which was so true at this level, uh, he, I, I asked him. I go, "What linebacker position are they? Are they? Uh, are they teaching?" He's like, "All of them." <laughs> you know. And, and, and what he said was, he goes, "But you got to look at it this way, Vinny." He's like, "This isn't college football where you have a hundred guys on your roster, you know, and you can go down to the red shirt guy or the or the walk on if need be, you know, if it gets that desperate where you know you can you can go way down uh, and just bring somebody up to go play outside linebacker or will or middle linebacker or whatever the case might be." He goes, "In the NFL." When it gets down to forget fifty three man roster, fifty three man roster, it's a forty six or forty seven man roster when the game starts, right? Yeah. So you don't have the luxury of having coverage at every single linebacker position, two or three deep. You have you have your three starters and maybe two backups, and those two backups better be able to know how to play all three of those positions. Yeah, because the depth is an issue, but the the, the ability to. The more you can do, I've always said, the more you can do, the long, the more they have you out there. So yeah, it's a big deal, uh, and and of course it helps out the defense when you can show that you can you can grasp and and can play at a fast pace and do everything right when you're out there. So that's a good sign. Yeah, and for Tanner, that's why what he did tipping that ball, uh, playing uh, a rush end, um, you know, outside linebacker position as opposed to what he'd been playing, you know, is primarily going to be asked to play this year, I think is a good sign. It showed the Raiders, hey, you know, uh, we put him in here, plugged him in, uh, asked him to do something that he hasn't really been doing all that much of in practice, but he showed up and and, and made the play. Um when you look at this young defense, Lincoln, and you know, talking about Damon Arnett, talking about Trayvon Morig, uh, talking about Nate Hobbs, um, you know, guys that that flashed uh, on 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 Saturday night. I know that Damon missed a tackle, but you know what? He was where he was needed. To, he was where he needed to be. It's the first preseason game. You go months and months and months without tackling, and all of a sudden, it's time to tackle. There's going to be a little bit of rust in that regard. But I was I was I was uh, encouraged by the fact that when you're talking about all the defensive backs and all the linebackers, 
Lincoln, they were generally where they needed to be on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, like I said, for the most part, you didn't see a whole lot of mental errors on the defense, and that's a big step. Because when you're playing against people, obviously when you're practicing, you know, um, you can look like stars out there when you're practicing in shorts and helmets. But it's getting into the real live action, being able to know where you're supposed to do, what your responsibilities are, and playing fast. And like I said, it's only one game, and it's it's preseason, so you take it with a grain of salt. But it is a positive to see that everybody was in, for the most part, everybody was in the right place playing the way they're supposed to. Yeah, and, um, you know, I've been – I, I try to zero in on defense at practice. I try to hear as much as I possibly can from, uh, you know, Gus Bradley and Ron Miles, the defensive backs coach, and Richard Smith, the new linebacker coach, and obviously Rod Marinelli, the holdover uh, defensive line coach. And, you know, what's, what's interesting to me um, is the teaching that's going on uh, and the communication that's going on. There's a, uh, there's, a, there's a positive vibe out there, but there's also, without question, without question, a standard that they are, are are mandating, and if you deviate from that uh, mandate, you're going to hear about it. Uh, it's not in a in a you know overbearing kind of a way, but but you can hear it. You hear the uh, the coaches getting on guys uh, about you know not deviating from that standard that they're trying to create, uh, and and I think that it's 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 getting noticeable more and more noticeable during practice. Kind of got a glimpse of it on Saturday uh, about how much more connected these guys are this defense is and Lincoln you know we, we talk about last year when were they at their worst when were they the the least connected in big situations yeah. third how many times do we see last year yeah. third and six third and ten where they played decent football to put the offense in a position like that only to just give it up because they weren't connected guys were looking at each other where were you you know I thought yeah. you were over here at the when they needed to be the most connected, that's when they were the least connected on those third downs, late in games. It showed up where it always shows up, Lincoln, when you're not together the way you're supposed to be together. When you look at last year, you know, how often do you have your general manager coaching the defensive backs because your defensive backs coach is out with COVID? You know what I'm right. saying? There, there are things like that. I mean, you know, the, the, the guys couldn't practice together. The only time they saw each other around each other is when they were on uh, when they were road, road games. You know, it, everyone else had to practice separately. So there was really no way that you can build any cohesiveness. And you were asking a guy like Arnett, who came from Ohio State, who was playing press corner, you're asking him to play in the zone. You know, right. it's it, it's it, and he's not he hasn't been able to take that step forward. You've got Jonathan Abram lost in space in a number of in a number of cases just because he's trying to make a play uh, and and not sure what he's supposed to do and, and guys expecting him to be another way. So there was a lack of cohesiveness and that cohesiveness was really exposed in the latter part of the season when games were on the line. You know, uh, trying to get off the field and that's what Gruden tried to address when he went out and got Gus Bradley. And I, I think so far what we've seen. It's it's a it's it's a promise in the step and in, in, in the right you know in the right right direction, but you know with the next couple of weeks these these next couple of practices against the Rams are going to be used because the Rams have got a, a a decent offense you know they got a nice defense but they've got a decent offense and with a new quarterback who's going to try to throw that ball and air it out I think is going to really put them in a, an advantageous position like to be one of the front runners in the NFC so uh, it, it'd be a great test for the Raiders because the schedule that we're looking at forward you know Vinny is not going to be easy. I uh, completely agree. Real quick, have you spent any time uh, with Jonathan Abram uh, in and around uh, when you know when, when you've been in town? No, 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 no. I haven't wow. been able to. Yeah, huge, huge difference yeah. in 
in demeanor, um, in approach. It's it's you know, and, and we've talked about this, Lincoln, uh, and and it's so it's so funny sometimes, and so interesting sometimes. Sometimes guys get here to this level, and it's not like they 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 believe that they've arrived um, and 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 they're here to stay. Um, and you, but you, it, it's just that you try to take the biggest bite out of that apple that that has now uh, been been offered to you, presented to you. I'm in the NFL. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, make this work for me in so many different ways. I'm gonna show my personality. I'm gonna try to create uh, a personality that I can you know uh, uh, market on 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 social media and commercials and shows and whatnot. Uh, but but you quickly realize. Lincoln at this level that none of it matters. None of that matters as flamboyant as you want to be as out there as you want to be as entertaining as you want to be. If you don't back it up on the football field, none of that means anything. And I think Jonathan Abram put the cart a little bit ahead uh, of the horse in a way in that regard. And I think he's kind of figured out it's this that I need to really be focused on. And then everything else will take care of itself. You could do what you want to do. Uh, you could be who you want to be, market yourself in whatever way you want to be able to market yourself. But it has to start on the football field. And, and, and Lincoln, talking to him now, watching him now, and how much more under control um, and measured he is. And it's funny because we talked to Ron Miles, his secondary coach, and he's like, we just asked him to turn the volume down a little bit. You know, Just yeah. turn it down a little bit. And Lincoln, I think it might do wonders for Jonathan Abram to get his focus now where it really kind of needs to be and turn all that other stuff off for a little while. You could always turn it back on, uh, but you can never, you, you can't get back what you're losing on the football field sometimes uh, as a result of focusing too much on another part of your life. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And, you know, we talked last year. Look, I, I know the Raiders knew what they were getting when they drafted him. They wanted a high-energy guy who's going to set an attitude in the back defensive secondary. I get all that. But there were times where his tenacity would prove him unavailable for the next couple of plays or the next game. And that was defeating the purpose. You know what I mean? So it was good to see it, – it's good to see you settle him down. You're not – you don't want to take anything away from the tenacity, his aggression, no. his, his energy. But you want, to be, you want to make sure that he's available when you need him in future games. You, and, and, and he knows what to do. And I think that's going to be big if he can just settle down. As you said, Coach Miles brought you – know, you know, bring him down a little bit. I think that's going to bode well for this defense because he's a guy who can be a difference maker. No question about it. That's the key to the whole thing, Lincoln. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about somebody that, you know, you, you, he's got every physical ability. He's got a mentality about him, um, and he's got a skill set about him. If utilized correctly, he can be a huge asset uh, to this team if he just gets settled down a little bit. And that seems to be what they're trying to do, and it seems to be something that he's buying into. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, Brazy is in, in Vegas. How you doing, Brazy? Good, Vinny. Be in a place to be, Big Link. What's happening, hey, Big Link? How's your How's your kid, man? Is, is he Is he on any team or is he playing anywhere? Yeah, Zach is with the Steelers, and um, he hasn't played the last two games. They'll probably rest him like they're doing all the other guys starters, but uh, he's doing well. Thanks for asking. That's good. That's good to hear, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, hey, Vinny, I emailed you. I, I made a radio song, man. I emailed it to you about a week ago, two weeks ago. Make sure you listen to it. But for, okay. for the squad, yeah, for the squad, it was it was great to just be be in the stadium, you know, to have a home. The energy was great, uh, you know. As far as the the um, the, the mandate to be vaccinated, I'm I'm not really tripping right out. I'm vaccinated. My son, we're vaccinated. We'll be there, ready to rock. And you know, I I 
I, I want to say when we play the Rams, right, or when we practice with the Rams, I, I don't know, Lincoln, I don't know if you were there uh, last year when we did it or, or you uh, or Vinny, but it seemed like Big Gabe was, was handling, uh, you know, their, their stud on that side. And he, he got a little perturbed, and I almost feel like they cheap shot a Big Lincoln or they cheap shot a Big Gabe, and, and that's how we ended up getting her. But I'm, I'm interested to see how, how the line holds up because what, uh, you know, the Rams got in a little, a little, uh, fight there with the Cowboys the other day. I'm, I'm interested to see how testy it gets and, and what happens with, uh, I feel like they're going to go after a young center and I'm, I'm really interested to see how he reacts and, and how the, the rest of the linemen have his back. Hey, Bracey, got a quick question for you. Uh, you're, you're, you're in Las Vegas. Um, what's yep. the vibe, uh, you know, uh, amongst, Raider fan, local Raider fans uh, here in, in in Las Vegas. I feel like it's starting to really um, emerge. And I know last year was just a bummer for everybody involved because fans couldn't be uh, involved the way uh, everyone had hoped and anticipated and expected them to be. Uh, but what's the local vibe uh, in Las Vegas for, for, for where the Raiders are and, and, and how they're growing here in this market? Well, you know, the nation, man, right? We're fans, right? So it's fan fanatics, right? We, we think it's Super Bowl every year, right? All of us ready for it, right? But uh, I think the, the great thing about the game was it was clean, right? There, was, there wasn't a lot of penalties. wasn't a bunch of missed tackles or big plays. We had that one bust, but it, it just felt clean. It felt like everybody was where they were supposed to be. It felt like it was well coached. It was just so clean, right? And first preseason game, you're not really accustomed to seeing that. And so it, it just feels like, you know, you talk, you're hearing the team talk and kind of what you talked about with Abrams, right? He's, you know, hey, you, you want to be that big talk, let your pads do it, right? Let's, let's, let's do everything on the field. And you hear the team, it's like, hey, and enough of the talk. We have to do it, right? And, and you know, Carr coming out saying, you know, it's, 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 it's the trophy. That's what it's all about. And so, you know, and then I hear, you know, I, I, I've been, I was, you know, Instagramming guys when, you know, hey, you got a high point in that ball or why don't you take that all the way to the end zone once you, you know, on your practice rep. And now they're doing those kinds of things, right? So that championship mentality, it's, you know, the nation's always had it. Now it, it feels like it's coming back to us from the team. And so, you know, the, the, the nation is excited. Being in the house, our house. We finally got our house. We're not sharing it with some baseball team. It's not a dirt infield for the first month. This is our house. Something happens. WWE comes to our house. Garth Brooks came to our house. This is our house. And now to be able to have that, I'm getting goosebumps just saying it. But the nation is excited. And then what's great, too, is when you talk to your friends who aren't Ray, a lot of transplants or some other teams, what do they say? Hey, when you're not playing my team, I'm a Raider fan. I'll be there with you, right? So that I think that's what Vegas is is it's going to embrace the team when they're not playing their team they're going to be rooting for the Raiders and they're going to be putting some money on the Raiders and hoping that they cover and but you know we're I'm always ready for us to take that next level I want that that fourth I, I want the Sixburg right I want the six and seven I want to have the most Lombardis in in the league and so I, I really feel that energy from the team is they're they're not going to accept a winning record. They're not going to accept being close, right? They're not going to accept splitting with KC. It's, it's, it's championship or bust, right? It's the playoffs. I want the division. Let's, let's go get it. I, I don't care what anybody else is saying. Let's go out there and earn it. Brazy, I appreciate it. Great stuff. Uh, keep getting the word out about Raider Nation Radio. Tell all your friends uh, we're here, 9.20 a.m. Uh, locally, you know, for the out-of-towners. And, of course, Raider Nation rolls uh, deep. And uh, we appreciate all the support on RaiderNation.com and all the other places uh, that you can listen to us live, stream us live. But if you're in Las Vegas, um, you know, uh, tune in, 9.20 a.m. We got you covered all throughout 
the day uh, with Raider news, Raider analysis, uh, sound bites, everything. Raider talk. Uh, it's what Raider Nation deserves, and we're here to uh, to deliver it. And if you're a local listener, uh, please check us out. And uh, and Brazy, keep the word uh, spreading uh, that we're around, that we're here, we're not going anywhere, and we got you covered, Raider Nation. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. James uh, wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, James? How's it going, Vinny? How's it going, Lincoln? Wonderful. Good, thanks. Hey, I just want to, like, I'm a COVID survivor like the previous caller, what, the two callers ago. I have no problem with it. My wife, she had no problem with it. Uh, her 80-year-old grandma with congestive heart failure had no problem with COVID. So when people tell you that you're going to die from COVID or they're, they're emphasizing what happened to them is going to happen to everybody else, that's not true for everybody. Does it happen to some? Yes. Secondhand smoke kills some people. When you go into the casinos into as a as a person to go into there and deal with that, do you not? Yeah, no question. Uh, there are there are situations uh, like that, and uh, I, I, I'm with you. Um, but I, I just think that we are in um, a uh, a situation that when you follow the numbers, when you follow the science, when you follow the trends. We're just going to have to all be flexible and deal with it and, and roll with the punches. And right now, this is where we are. No, I, I agree with that, and that's Mark Davis's choice. I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't have that choice. But when people demonize other people for not wanting to do something, that's that's incorrect to me. Like, uh, did um, Mike Mayock get the vaccine? Yes, he did. And he did come down with COVID after he got the vaccine, correct? Well, um, yes, and and if you do your research on on the vaccination, it doesn't it it, it curtails the possibility of you getting the the um, uh, uh, the virus. It doesn't completely eliminate that as a possibility. More importantly, what it does is it minimizes the effects of COVID nineteen. So you're you, you know picture it as you know uh, you, you've got catcher's gear on. You know it doesn't mean you're not going to get a foul tip. Uh, into your chest. Um, that's It's not going to prevent everything from happening. It's not going to prevent the ball from hitting you, but you're protected because you have the, 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 the you know, the, your armor on as a catcher, you're going to be better off in dealing with it. So that's, that's what the whole purpose of a vaccine is. It doesn't, it's not a cure-all. It doesn't, it's not a hundred percent uh, gonna gonna um, you know stop you from getting the virus, but if you do get the virus, like Mike Mayock got because he was vaccinated, he was in a much better position uh, to deal with it. Well, that for a hundred percent because I just told you that I had it and I had no problems with it. Everybody's how many, how different. Many, how many? I know. NF- exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's different, but it's your choice to take that chance. Is what I'm saying. You can get it, it is. It, abs- it, it, absolutely, it, it absolutely is. Without question, it's your choice. But with that choice, there are, um, you know, uh, there, there are stipulations. And w- some of those stipulations are uh, your, your traveling could be curtailed. Uh, w- restaurants uh, might turn you away. Obviously, you can't go to Raider games for, for the time being. Uh, without a vaccination um there's a lot of stipulations to whatever decision you make in life this is one of them uh it's 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 your your personal freedom isn't being uh threatened isn't being taken away you won't be put in jail for not getting vaccinated but there might be some repercussions to that decision and that's kind of the bottom line 
And, and, that, and that's just where we are uh, as, as, as we continue to fight through this pandemic. I hope it's not the case forever. I don't want it to be the case forever. But right now, with the numbers the way they are in Nevada, this was the recommendation by the governor. This is who Mark Davis is, is bound to have to follow. It was one or the other. Either everyone wears masks, which was not feasible, or everybody gets vaccinated and shows proof of vaccination. Um, if you're not vaccinated and for whatever reason you've decided not to get vaccinated, and I respect whatever decision it might be, unfortunately, you're going to have to watch the game uh, on TV until you get vaccinated. And if you don't, then you hope for a time where that's not going to be um, a, 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 a stipulation uh, in terms of attending in a sporting event or an attend, uh, attending a Raider game. You're in the in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Vinny Bonsignor, and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Well, you know, players know players. Uh, P-L-A-Y-E-R-S, I call them players. They know players. You know, some of the guys I meet are players. P-L-A-Y-A-H-S. You know, when you got a real player that um, puts forth as much effort and, and just, I mean, relentless effort that Jacobs does, he knows who works. He knows who's got talent. He knows who's tough because he's, he's at top of the line in all those categories. So we listen to him. <laughs> By the way, happy birthday to John. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Look at the birthday boy trying to be cool using slang. Yeah, okay. It, it, right, exactly. <laughs> but we all know what he was talking about, right? Yeah, uh, We totally know what he was talking about. There's there's the, uh, real ones and there's pretenders, and that, that goes for anything we do in life. Um, there's people that talk it, and there's people who are about it. Uh, and Josh Jacobs has been about it. You know, um, the, 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 take away the, um, the production um, – you know, uh, when it comes to work ethic, when it comes to professionalism and commitment and conscientiousness, uh, he's top of the line uh, in that regard. By the way, you're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln K- Kennedy, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. On a, uh, on a on a Tuesday. Uh, and Lincoln, one of the reasons I say that, I mean, there's it's obvious in a lot of different ways, um, you know, uh, the level of professionalism that, that a Josh Jacobs has. And I think with a better offensive line uh, this year, something that's more uh, an offensive line that might be more, a little bit more conducive to what John Gruden uh, w- wants to do, especially with, uh, with um, Alex Leatherwood over there at right tackle right now um, for, for Josh Jacobs to say, Hey, to go to the Raiders and say, Hey man, um, we need to go get Kenyon Drake who plays his position. All right. So, um, Josh Jacobs being astute enough to say, hey, or, or understand, like, it might take some, it, let's face it, Lincoln, this might take some production away from Josh Jacobs. This might take some snaps away from Josh Jacobs, uh, bringing in a guy like Kenyon Drake. But he had a bigger picture in mind uh, to say, this is going to help the team and probably Lincoln help him in the long run uh, as well. There's no doubt about it. You know, the thing is, and we talked about it earlier with Jonathan Abram, how to be a professional. you got to be available when the team needs you. And we've followed Josh Jacobs since he was picked by the Raiders. There's no denying the fact that he loves being out there and he's going to run hard every time. But you've also seen over the last couple of seasons that towards the end of the season he's been dinged up by a number of injuries, nagging injuries. 
So it's about being available and it's about, you know, look, there's no harm in having running back by committee. I think long gone are the days where you're handing the ball off to one back for 340, 350 snaps a year. I think I think those days are gone. You have to have running back by committee in order to be productive. And you want to be as productive in week one as you are in week 17 and now week 18 uh, and, and make the playoff push. You want to be available to your team. So there's no harm in, in admitting, you know what, we could probably use some help and it's invaluable to have a change up because then you're not just one-sided. So I, I think it adds an added dimension to the game. Uh, you know, for for the run game, and I think it adds a little bit of a complexity in the sense where you can make yourself more available for more games rather than just you know ten games the first season or eleven games the first season and you know seven you know and, and you know, twelve or fourteen games the next season. You know what I mean? Yeah, no question about it. And if you're Josh Jacobs, and obviously Lincoln, uh, when it when it gets to your third year in the NFL. Um, Let's face it, you're starting to think about that second contract. That's the goal of every NFL player. Uh, if you're a first-round pick, uh, it's either getting that fifth-year picked up or even before it gets to that point, uh, getting a renewed uh, deal, an extension. Uh, that's where the – I mean, it's, it's life-changing money the minute you step on the, on the football field for most players. But you can talk you, – you start getting into the generational money on those second contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're Josh Jacobs – you're, you're, you have to be thinking long range. And and what do we talk about uh, these days now with running backs, the short shelf life of running backs? Certainly. If you can prolong it a little bit by giving up a little bit uh, early on uh, or at this stage of your career, that might be the better play, the longer play um, is, is, to, is to think along those lines. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And look, you've seen in recent years – how running backs have had some issues getting their contracts, the contracts that they want, or showing their true value. And, and look, for what it's worth, it seems to be, you know, pretty much throughout the league, you can force the hand, like you could talk about Ezekiel Elliott and Dallas, you know, but you also you look at issues that some of the other running backs that didn't get their deals and were tossed around, you know, around the league. But Josh Jacobs is one that the Raiders like. They want to keep him around. They want to keep him efficiently and effective on the field. So they're trying to do whatever they can to protect him and make sure they get as much, you know, running out out of them when it when it def, definitely counts and matters. I, I covered the Rams when Todd Gurley signed his big contract. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley was as um, well-rounded a weapon as you're going to find in the NFL. That dude uh, was a violent, unbelievable uh, runner as a running back. He could go out and catch it. He was a great blocker. Uh, he was an all-around back, all right? And he got that second contract – uh, and got paid, right? He 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 made a lot of money, but you know what? He didn't get he didn't get all of that money um, because he got hurt soon right. after signing that new deal. So he got the generational money. He got the big money, no question about it. But because of injuries, there was a lot that he ended up leaving on the on, on the table of the right. of the non guaranteed uh, part of that deal. When you look at a Josh Jacobs, um, and I I would be shocked if he didn't get a second contract uh, with the Raiders, but, but he, you know, like I said, if you have, if you're kind of willing to, or the plan is to, 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 you know, uh, take care of a guy like Josh Jacobs at this stage, he might be in a better position, Lincoln, to get into that sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh year, uh, as opposed to a Todd Gurley who got to that fifth year, basically. And then, that was pretty much it for him. It was even be I think it was before yeah. he got to that fifth year. Thankfully for him, he signed a big contract and 
was covered. Uh, but but if you're if you're a guy like Josh Jacobs, you know maybe maybe you don't get that kind of a contract, but maybe you can as you play it out because you're more um, you know uh, you're 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 going to be able to uh, elongate your career a little bit. That's how you make your money rather than the big fell swoop like a like a Todd Gurley. Well, look look at the the progression that that Josh Jacobs did from his first year to his second year. He became more involved in the passing game. Yep. which was something that really uh, helped excel Todd Gurley's you know, contract, his value uh, with the Rams, because when they were starting to use a Gurley coming out of the backfield, that made him a formidable weapon, especially in space. And the same thing with Josh Jacobs. He took a, he took a, a next step forward and being an all-around athlete. Look, that's what you want. The more you can do, the more they can do with you, with you on the football field, and that's where Josh Jacobs seems to be heading. So running back by committee is only going to uh, elongate his career, his ability, because it's taken, he's taking less hits, obviously. You can share the backfield with people. You know you're the feature guy. You go out there and continue to progress and, and to do your job uh, and do your job well. That you're, you're going to be in great favor. The Raiders have always been about that, taking care of their guys. What do you see for, for uh, Kenyon Drake this year? Just most like what we've seen last year and guys who backed up Jacobs, just a chance to get in there and as a changeup. You know what I mean? I, in all honesty, Vinny, I think that with adding this, this next regular season game, and if it continues to go which way we think we're going to go, where they're going to have another regular season, 18 regular season games, I think we're going to start getting into load management with some of these players. And it might be to, to the degree where, you know, you got a guy, a starter sitting out because you don't need to, you don't think you're going to need him this game. So you need to have as many capable people on your roster as you, as can come forward. So, you know, for, for Kenyon Drake, just being a, a, a change up, um, you can still go with your power running game, but you also have the speed to get to the outside. It's just, a, it's just a little change up to give defenses another thing to prepare for. Uh, I was also told um, one thing to keep an eye on with Drake is because of his flexibility, he's a runner, but he's also going to be able to uh, go line up as a wide receiver. Uh, it's something that you know they, they he, he did in Miami. Yeah. They didn't do so much of it in Arizona. He's looking forward to getting back to it uh, here with the Raiders. Uh, but Lincoln, when, when you're an offense and you go up-tempo um, and you have the personnel to be able to, to just keep it with that personnel but be able to line guys up in various different ways – it puts a lot of pressure on a defense to then have to match up to that without being able to go substitute themselves because the offense is going up in, in a hurry. So so a guy like Kenyon Drake, a lot of times with Josh Jacobs on the field as well, uh, they're going to be able to be a lot more versatile in terms of speeding it up to put a lot of pressure on, on a defense because he can line up all over the place. No doubt. And, and the thing is, is when you talk about the, the, the productive, the playmakers possibly, you know, on that offense, the starting offense, you go from Darren Waller, you got Henry Ruggs, you're looking at Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro. Then you're not – that's just the, the, the specialty guys. You're not talking about your backfield, whether it's Josh, Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake. You want to be able to create as many mismatches as possible. The way you do that is by not allowing the defense to substitute, going with that high tempo. So if you have a running back who's capable of lining out the receiver going empty back, you don't have to bring him in for protection because you trust the way your protection is. I mean, that just makes more options. You put, can you imagine a linebacker trying to stick with Kenyon Drake or Josh Jacobs in the open field after the rest of the receivers cut out? So it just has that many more options as, uh, as an offensive coordinator or offense in general. By the way, and I, I've been wanting to bring this up to you, um, there was a period where um, where the Raiders went. Uh, it, was, it was red zone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they were probably at the five, six-yard line. And it was – a good 10 to 12 plays out of 23 personnel, all right? Mm -hmm. So 
um, running back, fullback, three tight ends. Right. And what was so interesting about it, Lincoln, was you assume in those situations you're you're going heavy. It's just going to be smash mouth, which there was smash mouth. But I lost count of how many times and various ways guys touched the ball, whether it was the fullback catching it, the running back catching it, every tight end caught it at one point or another. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was sweeps. There were a bunch of different things that they were able to do out of 23 personnel um, near the goal line. So keep an eye on uh, out on that. And I bring that up because of this. We were talking to Richie Incognito earlier in training camp, and we talked about red zone, nose to nose, uh, goal to goal, get that two yards that you need, something that was elusive for the Raiders. It kind of has been for a couple of years now. And last year, uh, while their efficiency overall went up in the red zone, they scored more points, obviously, uh, too often or, or more than they, they wanted. They had to settle for field goals when, of, of course, they wanted to to score touchdowns and Richie Incognito and talking to him and talking about that mentality uh, in, in the red zone and, and getting that yard or getting those two yards that, that you need to, to punch it over. One thing that he said, and I wanted to bring this up to you, Lincoln was, you know, look, we're a power football team. John Gruden wants to run the ball. We're going to run the ball in this, those situations. Um, and, and that's what we do. But sometimes we got to be a little bit smarter uh, and go get something a little bit easier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like don't right. always, fall victim to having to just grind it out or power it out. Be tricky, be creative, um, find different ways uh, to get those two yards, even if it means getting away from that power uh, thing that, that John Gruden likes to do. Uh, can you see with a Kenyon Drake now and some of these other weapons that they've, that they've brought to this offense, can you see John maybe opening it up a little bit more uh, in those situations to tap into you know different ways to get those two yards and get that ball over the goal line. I would certainly hope so. I mean, the thing is, is that you know we talked about it last year at nauseum, especially towards the end of the year. They were incredibly predictable when they got down certain situations. Incredibly predictable, and you've got to be able to get away from that. You got to be able to have that change up. You got to be able to show that versatility. So when you're talking about working from 23 personnel, or we definitely know how how likely how much he loves to use the tight ends and the multiple tight end sets. We we know that we know that there's a power running game. So he wants to use Alec Ingo in the fullback. He wants to get him out in the flat with things like Spider too. But you've got to be able to have the ability to go against the grain to do something different. A change up. You can't be predictive predictable because that's what happens in the second half of the season the last two years they've got the drop on you we know what you're going to do there's no surprise so you got to be able to get away and do some change-ups every now and then yeah and i think uh, it was encouraging to me to see them all, they did so many different things out of that 23 personnel you're assuming that it's just going to be run it up there and 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 get those two yards and 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 that's great when you can do that but they were getting pretty tricky out of that personnel grouping so i'm interested to see not just that personnel grouping but but how they do approach uh the red zone because if they can you know they, they're calling it you know the the four point plays you know it's the difference between scoring a touchdown uh, the point differential between scoring a touchdown and kicking a field goal they're 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 literally putting a term on it uh let's go get a four point play let's go get a four point play uh, let's make sure that you know we don't settle for that three we get the extra four points by scoring the touchdown so it's been a point of emphasis uh i thought they got a a little bit better at it last year, but we'll see uh, how much higher they can take it this year because that'll make a whole lot of difference. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor uh, and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador on Raider Nation Radio. 
Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur Lincoln. I know you've been through your share of, uh, of joint practices. <laughs> uh, it seems like, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a, of a thing maybe now than it was uh, back in the day, but, yeah. but you could speak to it a little bit more than I can. Uh, did you have experiences uh, doing joint practices, oh, and, yeah. and what were your thoughts on them? You know what? Um, yeah, yeah, I've had many experiences joint practices. I remember a couple of years where we were practicing against the Cowboys, most notably at different spots in Texas, whether it was San Antonio or, or, or Austin, um, as well as other teams. The way joint practices are doing are going today, it's beneficial because you get to hit someone else other than your other guys. And you'll get a true look at some of the things as far as, you know, development, physical development going in. You know, one-on-one pass rush um uh is one of them three on three nine on seven you get those hits you don't have to do them on your own guys uh when you can get and you'll get a little bit more effort out of the guys you know here's the thing Vinny. if you and i are practicing against each other i'm not going to try to hurt you and you're not going to try to hurt me and i'm not saying that they're, they're out there doing that now but you know you're not going to probably go 100 percent or game speed like you're going to try to do uh, uh in practice and for the most part when uh, you know you're trying to protect guys to get them through preseason, they're not playing preseason games. This is going to be the most tempo you're going to get out of guys running 11 on 11. Our offense versus your defense, uh, and vice versa. So um, as long as it, the, the the now the problem is the the problem comes back is fights. Yeah, fights fights. You know, take up practice time. Fights slow things down. Uh, you don't want you don't want somebody you know you don't want a defensive end coming full speed and, and going at the legs of your quarterback the chance of getting injured stuff like that but those are the things that slow down joint practices but I had many of them in my time. You know what else um, uh, I, I I point to as well uh, number one nobody's going to see Aaron Donald on Saturday night right. at SoFi Stadium he's going to yeah. be over there on the sideline as is Jalen Ramsey as are probably all of the Rams starters okay uh, number two. You know, uh, John Gruden may have a plan for playing certain guys. Maybe Marcus Mariota uh, is in is in is in the books to get maybe the first quarter uh, of, of the game on Saturday night. But but and, and maybe a whole bunch of other guys on offense are and defense as well. But sometimes, all the time, it, you're beholden to the game situation, and the game's going to unfold the way the game unfolds. So you might want to get Marcus Mariota a quarter of work, but. That might turn into be six plays. If, if the Raiders go three and out on two straight drives uh, and the Rams put together two 15-play drives, well, there goes the first quarter, and you didn't get anything uh, for Marcus Mariota other than you know uh, uh, six plays, all right? So um, you, you have to be, you know, you're just, you're going to be beholden to the game. Whereas in a joint practice, John Gruden and Sean McVay are going to get together. They already have, and they're going to map out the next two days. And what that ensures is that you're probably going to get a hundred plus snaps between uh, the, the the Rams starting defense and the Raiders starting offense. That means you're going to be able to get X amount of snaps in four minute drill, 
X amount of snaps in two minute drill, X amount of snaps in red zone, X amount of snaps in, hey, we're going to put the ball at the 25 yard line and, you know, we're going to kind of simulate a game right here. You know, go get it. Go get the uh, uh, four downs or you're out. You're going to be able to do what you want to do and put your players in specific situations and get them multiple reps in those situations against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and everyone else on that Raiders offense or defense and vice versa with the defense. So the 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 quality of work is just better when you're able because you're able to control it and 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 and, and lay it out between, you know, coach and coach. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And in situational football and you got guys working and you can also you know, scheme. If you're the coaching staff, you scheme. You know, you're you're not going to play the Rams in regular season. So, how would I attack this defense? What they do on defense? Because you know, it's a copycat league. So, uh, it, there are probably a number of teams that the Raiders will face that'll play that style of defense. That's what you want to look at. But I mean, more importantly, you get a chance to see you know guys like Inakwe and and uh, and and you know Malcolm Coons. You get to see more guys get a decent pass rush against good offensive linemen. I mean, these are things that you take away from the joint practice. And like I said, the only thing that really slows them down are the fights and, and, and the miscues, and that, that takes away time. But, you know, uh, we'll see how professional they are. They're going to happen. There's going to be fights going to happen. I remember there'll that be some here. scuffles. Oh, yeah, there'll be some there'll scuffles, be... especially when you yeah. get tired. You know, when you get tired and it gets hot, I remember, you know, Chester McLaughlin made rest in peace. One time we were playing against the uh, Prices and against the Cowboys, <laughs> and we were down there in El Paso, and it was like it was hot as hell, and he was like, Man, I don't feel like practicing today. The moment we go, <laughs> the moment we go team defense versus team, their offense, I'm going to start a fight. And, and, gonna, <laughs> and our, our our views back in the day is one of us fault, all of us fault. So you know, they were all in there. It's, so that's how it goes down. Uh, man, that's like when you're in, a, in the minor leagues or, or just in baseball in general. But specific, I've talked to so many minor leaguers where you're just begging for a rainout. It's the middle mm-hmm. of the summer. Mm-hmm. It's hot and humid. You've played like 13 straight days. and You're like, I just want a day off. Please mm-hmm. let it rain or do something to get yourself thrown out of the game. Whatever the whatever the case might be, because you want like you said, uh, you want the day off. I have a feeling that, yes, there'll be some scuffles. Uh, but I, there's there's a lot of respect between both of these coaching staffs. Uh, obviously, John Gruden uh, gave Sean McVay his start. Heck, um, Sean's grandfather gave John's father his start, his right. big break in coaching way back in the day uh, when when there were two college coaches. So there's a lot of respect, and I'm sure they're gonna, you know, try to you know pass along the message to the players. Let's get in, get out. Let's get, get some good done, work exactly, in. Let's yeah. not do something stupid. Yeah. Of course, like you said. That's not going to stop certain things from happening because it is uh, going to happen. But uh, if you were to to, to you know uh, uh, look at like a Andre James and a, um, and a and a and a Alex Leatherwood who are going to get face you know they're going to square up against Aaron Donald from time to right. time. I know that it's probably going to be more inside because he's an interior defensive lineman, but they use him all over the field, yeah. all over the line of scrimmage. So chances are Alex Leatherwood is going to get some reps against uh, Aaron Donald. Um, what do you? What would you be looking for uh, in those in those type of matchups between the young right tackle and the premier defensive lineman? Uh, well, of the game when of, you look the at just the defense, you look. He's got to handle the speed. There were some. There were a couple times in the game where Leatherwood got lost in space as far as his assignment, and and he got his shoulder turned, gave up gave up the outside perimeter. Um, this is things that are going to be critical. 
uh, especially against speed rushers in, in our division, uh, let alone throughout the league. So just to, you know, up his game to, to where he he's, you know, more more prepared to, to deal with the next level of rushes because a guy like Von Miller, they're not going to run into his chest. They're going to they're make him, you make you chase him. You got to be good with your feet. Yep, absolutely. Hey, Lincoln, uh, it's great having you back. Really appreciate it. Uh, just a reminder, Lincoln will be with us Tuesdays, Tuesday through Thursday uh, during the week. Uh, we're, I'm so excited. Uh, love to hear your voice. Uh, thanks, happy brother. to hear your voice. Thanks. Uh, and th- uh, Great to have you back. want to say thanks to Devon Cotton uh, for doing his thing uh, out at home base. Uh, appreciate everything you do. want to thank all the callers. You brought the energy uh, today, as usual. Really appreciate it. All the listeners, you know, whether you're listening online, Raiders.com uh, or uh, locally, 920 AM in Las Vegas. We appreciate it. You're why we do this.